Hi, I'm Steve Mahoski. I am the facility specialist for the physical properties facility and facility specialist for the nanomaterials and thin film facility. This is Andre Sokolov. He's my primary backup and secondary contact on everything. So if I'm not available, you can talk to him. So to, right now I'm going to talk to you about the physical properties facility. In the physical properties facility, we have primary two main pieces of equipment. The MPMS squid, which allows us to measure magnetic properties of material. We measure primarily hysteresis loops, which lets us determine the coercivity and the saturation and magnetization of the moment, and what's called zero-field full-pool terms, or M versus T curves, which allow us to, to measure transition temperatures and the particular behavior of the magnetic material. So if we go over here to the next piece of equipment, in this room we have our magnetic annealing furnace. In this particular case, this is a annealing furnace which lets us apply a high temperature up to 1200 degrees C if I remember right. And, but we can apply a 4.5 Tesla field while we're doing the annealing to potentially modify the magnetic properties of a sample. Okay. Over here we, we have an ellipsometer which technically is in the nano, nanomaterials and thin film facility but since it's in the same area I'm going to discuss it now. This is primarily an Alpha SES ellipsometer from J.A. Woolman Company. This lets us measure pretty much the film thickness, the optimal properties of all material, for example, the index refraction in a dielectric tensor. Uh, but primarily, we use it mainly for thin, for thin film thickness. In our facility, we're primarily concerned with nanostructuring, doing multi-layering techniques of thin films. So we would deposit, say, a half a nanometer of material A, let's say iron, and then a half a nanometer of material B, say platinum, and we build a stack and we put them together. And we do that because the nanostructuring will give us, sometimes will give us uh, properties that are much different than we get in the bulk. An example, the iron platinum I showed, if we do an iron platinum multi-layer, we can form the L10 structure of iron, iron platinum, which is like the, one of the best permanent magnets on the planet. But unfortunately, it only works on a thin film form, not on the bulk. I'm gonna show you the equipment. The pulse laser ablation system, this one here, and this we have a laser, a pulse laser that starts from here, gets it directed into our chamber, into our, and then our inside of our vacuum chamber as a target. And that laser pulse will have enough energy to vaporize some of the items off the surface. It vaporizes the items off the surface and then they're free to move around in the chamber. And some of them will land onto our substrate that we're depositing onto. Usually a silicon substrate or an MGO substrate. Okay? Uh, the, the PLD here system can, has an in-situ heater which will let you apply heat while you're doing a deposition and a read system which stands for a reflective high energy electron diffraction which lets you measure your deposition thickness in situ while you deposit nominally. Okay, we go over here. This is one of our other deposition systems called the HEX. It's a small little system designed for pump, quick pump down and use really quickly. It's novel in the sense that we have a, a what's called a mini e-beam evaporator here, and a thermal boat evaporator here, and a sputtering system here. So basically it has three different deposition techniques in one system. So you can do whatever, you can do a very variety of materials and make your, your sample from them. And so, but this is designed to pump down really quickly and then measure a sample within two or three hours. You're done with the, you're done making a sample within two or three hours. Okay, this is our other, this is the main workhorse of our facility, the AJA sputtering system. It's similar to a PLD, it's just basically a big vacuum chamber. We, we have sputtering sources on our gun. And this, in this particular case, we use ion, our, we ionize some argon gas and the argon ions slam into our target. 
that allows us to knock the atoms off making our thin film. Uh, but this is, a, this is our system. We technically, in here, we have what's called five sputtering sources, so we can make a, a sample of five different materials if we want to. Okay. My facility also contains other stuff to make bulk material, and for that we have our melt spinner. And the melt spinner we have, if you probably can't see through the camera, but there's an induction coil in here. So we put our material into a crucible and we hang it in our induction coil and melt it. And then we inject it down onto this copper wheel that spins very fast. So we get ribbons that are usually about a millimeter wide and about 100 microns thick. And they can be as long depending on the material. But we also do it because when we eject it onto the wheel, we, we basically what we're doing quenching. So the quenching rate will depend on the wheel speed and the ejection pressure. We also have in our facility several furnaces, several just standard annealing furnaces for annealing, for magnetic, for just annealing. So um, a lot of the times you need to have a, you want a crystal structure, you need to anneal it for you know, 500 degrees C for two days and you can do that here. We also have an arc melter over here that's meant to actually just make, just make a alloys and material, high purity alloys. And so usually we start with here, then we go to in the, to the annealing, to the melt spinning furnace, and then we anneal afterwards to get our circular we want. Also for bulk, we have our bowl milling system. This lets us grind our powders into very fine powders. So basically with the right setup, we can grind powders, we can grind pellets or, or, or say our ribbons, and from the melt spinning, we can grind them down to powders of roughly 100 nanometers diameter grain size. So, we can do that with the ball milling, we can do it with anything. We can also do what's called mechanically annealing, which is if we take two different uh, powder, two different types of powders and we mix them in there, we can have them actually alloy together based just on the mechanical pressure of the balls being smacked around in the ball annealing period. And the last thing we're gonna talk about is this one. This is what's called the surface area porosity measuring system. So this allows us to measure the total surface area of a sample are the porosity of it. So we would start by having our sample in one of these tubes and then we put it in our degas. We degas it for overnight usually at like 300 degrees C and then we put it in our measurement system over there. And then what this does is it pumps out, pumps out the, the, the atmosphere that's in there and then cools it down to liquid nitrogen temperatures and then flows in a little bit of nitrogen gas and then it measures the pressure out over time and if nitrogen gas is being absorbed, the pressure decreases and it measures that decrease so then we can tell how much, is, how much nitrogen gas is absorbed on the surface and then we can calculate the amount of surface area on the, of the material. We can also tell sort of uh, if we continue to put in more nitrogen gas, then we get up to where it saturates the system and that behavior as it saturates the system gives you the porosity, the, the porosity, the, the, the pore, di pore diameters average port diameter and the port size distribution.